Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with John O'Brien of Poolworks. And founded in 1992, Poolworks is one of the world's largest pool and hot tub spa maintenance providers. Their United States operations are headquartered in their 10,000-square-foot state-of-the-art training facility and support center in Dallas, Texas. I'm going to talk to John about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat franchise opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat franchise opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, 
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews. We're for over 11 years now. We've been asking the franchisepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with John O'Brien of Poolworks. And founded in 1992, Poolworks is the world's largest pool and hot tub spa maintenance providers. Their United States operations are headquartered in their 10,000-square-foot state-of-the-art training facility and support center in Dallas, Texas. Hi, John. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Marty. Thanks very much. A pleasure to be on. Uh, this is my pleasure, John. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today, John? I'm actually calling from our U.S. headquarters here in, uh, in downtown Dallas. Oh, fantastic. You know, it's it's interesting. I I don't know if you heard our tagline, John, but we always, you know, we started this show 12 years ago and we said, you know, our, our, we're in eastern Pennsylvania and we said, you know, the show is really it's not just national, it's it's global. So we said all the way to Sydney, Australia, you know, and and I know you have some roots in Australia, don't you? Uh, what is my North Texas accent a dead giveaway? <laughs> <laughs> That's through research, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, we founded the company in uh, in Brisbane, Australia, in, in 1992, and uh, uh, made it the the biggest uh, uh, franchise in the pool industry in uh, in Australia and New Zealand, and brought it to the US about three and a half years ago. That's fantastic, and you know, you say 1992, it, it probably you know, it seems like yesterday to you, John, but, you know, 1992, that's a long time ago. You know, I mean, the company's been in business 25 years now, you know, 25 plus, you know, I, that's a milestone, isn't it? You know, I mean, we haven't, you know, as long as we've been doing the show, we haven't had a lot of franchises or, you know, even organizations that have been in business that long. So, I mean, 25 years is a milestone, isn't it? Yeah, look, we've got our uh, got our big celebration at our convention in Fiji in the South Pacific this year, a 25-year celebration. So, uh uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to that. We've got over 500 people going, so uh, it'll be a big party. Right. Uh, it is, a, and it is a milestone. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's uh, and it's all been under under one ownership too. The whole the whole journey. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of franchise groups today where uh, you know eventually the the founder uh, cashes in and moves on. But uh, you know, I've loved every every minute minute of it. Sure, of course. Maybe you could walk us through uh, the, the Poolworks concept, John. You know, and, and how did the brand get its start? I thought it was an interesting story. Yeah. yeah, look, um, I'm, I'm a career franchise guy. Straight out of college, I, I went into international corporate and, uh, and found myself um, you know, managing franchises for, for a global corporate and uh, got into my own business uh, a little bit later on in my 30s. But um, I, I sold out of my various interests and I travelled the world looking for a disorganised industry because mm-hmm. that's what franchising does. But organizes right. disorganized industries and and they're hard to find and uh, I was in California and I saw a beat-up old pool truck with no signs and a surfboard and a pool pole hanging out the back <laughs> <laughs> and I thought That's that great. truck leaking oil is going to expensive homes so we put two and two together and we found that there was virtually no franchising in the pool industry globally and uh, and we got started that's fantastic. What was it about franchising, John? You know, because you were you know, young at the time. You know, I mean, what, what was it that you know that you liked about franchising? Yeah, look, um, I uh, finished law school, and law wasn't for mm-hmm. me, and, uh, and and tried various things as we all do uh, out of college right. and uh, 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 five star hotels, corporate, uh, etc. But uh, when I got the tap on the shoulder at twenty five in corporate to go and manage a 
440 or turn 440 uh, vendors into franchisees, I immediately right. fell in love with the idea that uh, two things. One, um, love the idea of finding best practice in small business and putting that into mm-hmm. a system. And the second right. is, I know it sounds corny, but just helping people fulfill their dreams for them and their family. And that's what still sure. gets me out of bed today. Sure, of course, absolutely not. I, th- I think that's a great response. So, I mean, Poolworks, I mean, really had you know tremendous success in Australia, and I, I think it was New Zealand as well, John. You know, what made the organization decide to then expand internationally? How did you know you were ready? Look, we uh, when we started the business back in '92, we always we saw that the industry was disorganised globally. Right. So the globe was was our opportunity. Um, back. Ten years ago, when the global financial crisis was sweeping across the world, we actually mm-hmm. had done a year of, year of preparation, protected our IP and our domain in 15 different countries, uh, mainly hot, rich countries, because they have swimming pools. <laughs> and uh, right. um, We actually exhibited in the Paris and the Washington French for show in 2007, mm-hmm. 2008, saw what was happening with the world economy and packed our bags and went home. But we, we kept watching the U.S. economy. That was our next market. Uh, it's a market pool-wise. It's about six times bigger than, uh, than Australia. And uh, uh, it was time, uh, four years ago, we went looking for a business to buy here as our entry point to, to, to groom and fine-tune our model to make sure it suited the U.S. Uh, the US market. So, uh, yeah, it was always in our radar to, to come here right. next. And, that's great. What you know, I mean, Poolworks John has had a number of accolades, you know, over the years. I mean, you've won, you know, numerous awards. Uh, it, w- what is what is all that attributed to? And congratulations by all those accolades, by the way. I mean, I think they're fantastic. But you know, what do you think they're attributed to? Yeah, look, I mean, what, yes, we've won of the fourteen hundred brands in Australia. We've won Best System twice. Our franchisees have won Best Franchisees three times mm-hmm. out of eighty-five thousand. And and Entrepreneur Magazine this year you know, actually ranked us about 130 in the world That's or something great. or other, which was, yeah. it was a big surprise to us. But uh, look, we have uh, five corporate KPIs that we hold dear, but the, the number one, the most important of those is increasing our franchise partner, we call them franchisees, average profit, EBITDAO, mm-hmm. EBITDA plus owners, increasing average franchise profit every year. Now, not too many franchise systems talk about that and not too right. many make it as their number one KPI. We, we announce it to the group at the start of the year, we report on it at the end of the year, and we bonus our entire support team on achieving that. So, you know, if, you, if your franchise partners are making, uh, are making money and increasing profit every year, then the value of their business is going up and problems seem to go away. That, that's the main thing that's worked right. for us. So, I mean, it's probably, to be honest, there's two things. Is that... And there's our culture, our values. You know, we have five mm-hmm. values and they seem to fix every problem we ever have. And every time we've got a problem, it's because we strayed from our values. So uh, th- they keep us true. That's terrific. How do you typically describe the, the concept of the franchise concept, John? I mean, if you were, uh, you know, at a franchise show and, you know, someone came up to your booth and the typical question is, so what do you guys do? How, how do you typically respond? Yeah. Yeah, look, we're not in the uh, we're not in the pool construction business. We're in the pool aftermarket. So mm-hmm. um, our franchise partners typically have what's called a hub and spoke. They typically have a retail store and they operate service trucks out of the store. So they cater for the do it yourself right. and the do it for me pool owner. And there's there's five levels to our business. Our franchise partners 
are in retail, they're in service, they're in maintenance, they're in hot tub mm-hmm. sales, and they're mm-hmm. in renovation and remodel of pools, but we don't build them. So there's there's five avenues to, to, to generate income and to make profit, and importantly, you're capturing clients poolside and over-the-counter. So there's a lot of opportunity. That's great. Safety is important too, isn't it, John? You know, I mean, you know, I've I've seen a lot of statistics, you know, over the last couple of years that were, you know, kind of alarming, you know, is is that, um, you know, I guess, you know, they could be dangerous too at times, right? And I've actually seen you make some presentations on YouTube, you know, talking about this, this, this topic, but I mean, safety is really important to you guys too, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's huge for us. Um, You know, you see some organizations who have their their cause marketing, and, and you can't quite see the connection between the brand and, and what they're supporting. But, um, you know, we, we go into literally um, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of uh, backyards in Australia, New right. Zealand, and across seven states of the U.S. every year. And, uh, um, you know, sadly, uh, the, the biggest cause of toddler uh, death in the U.S. and Australia under five is is drowning. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been we've been working for a long time with organisations uh, across the globe uh, to help uh, parent awareness to educate their children right. to swim. And the best cure for for drowning is to teach your kids to swim early. And uh, we've had of an enormous success with. Yeah. Right. Right. That's something. Uh, you know, there's so many franchises. You know, it, in the world today, John. You know, um, why would would a prospective franchise owner be drawn to a, you know Poolworks franchise opportunity as opposed to you know the maybe five thousand other opportunities out there in the globe? <laughs> well, it Tough is question. hard to. Uh, well, at the end of the day, you know, you you, you wake up at forty five in, in corporate America, and you just tell your wife you you don't want to work for the man anymore. You want to work for yourself. Right. So you go you go right. searching on the web for all those thousands of opportunities. So you know, pretty soon you work out that you don't want to be in food, or you don't want to um, you know, work under cars, or so, and all of a sudden you know you say, hang on, there's a pool franchise. You do a little bit of homework, right. and you, know, you you work out that uh, there's only um, it's a massive industry. Uh, in the U.S., it's yeah. increasing dramatically every year. Americans are in love with entertaining in their backyards with friends and mm-hmm. family. It's a it's right. a fun industry. We're not selling pizzas to drunks at midnight or fixing sure. mufflers. You know, we're helping people enjoy their backyards and their families and making memories by the pool. And uh, there's very little competition in in the sector. Organised competition. Yeah. You know, there's there's literally only about three or four franchise brands in the U.S. In this industry, it's almost like the industry franchising forgot, and uh, it's that right. opportunity to get in on, on the bottom floor. It's, it's not a crowded market. It's mostly there's eight thousand pool shops in America, and seven thousand of them are Mar and Par independents, and yeah. they simply can't beat like franchising can. That's true. That's a great point. What do you look for in your in your prospective franchisees, John? I know you meet with a lot of them. Um, I mean, what, when you're sitting down with them and you're speaking with them, I mean, what do you typically look for? What types of characteristics are you looking for in your franchise partners? Well, we do all sorts of personality profiling of, of all of our franchise partners over many mm-hmm. years. So you can imagine we've got it down pretty tight as to as to what works and what doesn't work. And, and indeed, you know, we profile every incoming applicant. But to be honest, of the um, 90 different characteristics we look at, there's three that jump out. Um, mm-hmm. The most important of those is your achievement drive. 
because at the end of the day, right. the franchise system and brand will get you 60% of the way there, so says the research, but your right. guts and determination will get you the other 40%. So it's your drive. Um, the other two are you can't be in business unless you're a people person, so your social skills. Sure. And the third and final one, because most of our franchise partners have stores and vans or multi-stores, uh, you know, they can have teams of you know, 20, 30, 50 people. Leadership, mm-hmm. leadership is very important. So those three, achievement, uh, social skills, and leadership. That's terrific. The, the training must be interesting for, you know, your new franchisees, John. I mean, how does that work? I mean, I guess if I guess for your U.S. franchisees, of course, they come to, it sounds like they'll come to Texas. And what, what does that include? <laughs> when we started off in the U.S. Uh, three and a half years ago, we used to fly them to Australia for their three weeks residential wow. training. <laughs> most people, they thought that was pretty cool, you know. <laughs> they of get course. a holiday too. But, uh, of course. Uh, look, we're, we're, We've actually built, um, yeah, like franchising is all about training and, and never-ending training, just keeping right. ahead of the curve, being the best of the best. And, yeah, there's three main areas of our business. You know, there's retail training, there's technical mm-hmm. training, and there's back-of-house training. So um, yeah, we're big believers in that. We've Here in Dallas, we've built the biggest and best training facility in the pool industry in North America. Um, we have a, a retail store inside our training facility, an academy, and we have a whole technical training area with you know, in-ground swimming pools above ground so you can walk around them 360, bristling with the latest technology. And we run a three-week residential program for new franchise partners. And then all year round, we're running uh, retail, technical, and back-of-house training, residential training for our franchise partners staff uh, here in, in Dallas. Right. That's terrific. Where do you see Poolworks, John? I mean, if you could look into a crystal ball, you know, over the next uh, five, ten years, where do you see the organization? Well, it's not so much a crystal ball for us because we actually have a ten-year rolling business plan, mm-hmm. uh, and I have day one, and, and we rarely miss that. But um, here in the U.S., as I said earlier, there's you know, eight thousand pool shops, seven thousand are right. independent. Uh, there's only about three or four of us franchising. Um, most of those mar and pa simply can't compete with the things franchising offers, supply, marketing, training, all those sorts of things. So a lot of those or most of those 7,000 mar and pa independents are reaching retirement age and need to sell their business. Um, sure. It's difficult to sell an independent pool store um, to a, a, an independent person, but it's right. much easier for them to convert and then to sell their business as part of the brand. So a lot of the businesses that have been joining us over the last three-odd years in America are exactly that. They're mar and pars looking to sell, convert to pool works, and then we've got an up-and-going, sometimes 20-, 30-year-old business that we reformat into the pool works brand and system mm-hmm. to sell to incoming franchise partners. So, you know, we, we our first uh, we've opened 30 stores in the last 30 months. We have over 200 vans uh, in the U.S. Uh, in seven states across the Sun Belt. We're just opening uh, in the Northeast, and uh, it, we'll get to 300 pretty quick. Um, I'd be surprised if we're not doubled in the next nine months, and uh, wow. and then beyond. You, you've been doing this for for quite some time now, John. You know, so when I have someone on the show like yourself, I mean, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to, you know, uh, 
buy a franchise, uh, particularly like in, in the service industry, you know, because as you know, as I was saying earlier, there's a lot out there and the majority of our listeners, they're pretty much new to franchising. If you remember like when you first began and you started researching franchising, that's kind of like in the phase that they're at. What advice would you yeah. give to our listeners then? Yeah, look, um, not so much advice, but the things that um, I went looking for when I started mm-hmm. this business um, 25 years ago, I went around the globe yeah. with with a handful of criteria I was looking for um, right. for my next venture. And they probably still hold true today, whether it's me or anybody. And wow. they were these. Um, I went looking for um, a large established industry. I didn't want to create awareness that's cost too, too much money and takes too much time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted a growing business. I didn't want a dying business, a, a growing industry, not a dying industry. Right. Um, I wanted an industry that wasn't just retail but had retail and so I didn't want it to just have service either. I wanted to have retail and service, what we call hub and spoke. Retail's a right. hub, spoke's a service, do it yourself, do it for me. But you can get locked into the four walls of your lease and it's hard to market outside of them. But if you've got both sides, you're catering to a broader part of the market. Um, high gross profit margins. Um, mm. It's too hard to operate on skinny margins. <laughs> and uh, right. repeat business. What service offers um, is repeat. And the, the beauty of repeat business is that you, you don't just look at the one time, but the lifetime value of a client. So you know, with us, right. lifetime, lifetime uh, survival of a client is over seven years. Lifetime value of a client is over $12,000. So when you look at wow. that, what you can spend on marketing to get that client is right. enormous. So all of those things added up, uh, if you can find all of those things, in a still disorganized industry or one that doesn't have much franchising, then you, you don't have a lot of competitiveness and you've got competitive advantage. So there's some of the things I looked at and I think they're still current today. That's great. So you had a very clear picture going in, John. I mean, you knew exactly what you were looking for, which I think is fantastic. You know, I find, you know, in doing the show as long as I've been doing it, sometimes, you know, I think people, you know, they don't have that clear picture. And I think as as you were saying, you probably wrote this down and you said, this is exactly what I'm looking for, you know, and, um, you know, we've mentioned that on the show from time to time, you know, as we always say, you know, look towards the industry. I think a lot of times entrepreneurs, you know, you could verify this for me, is sometimes they think it's about them. You know, it's about their traits and characteristics and they can make any industry work. But that's not always true, is it? Is it? I mean, it's really about getting involved in an industry, like you said, that has growth um, with also those those high profit margins. That's really what you should be looking for, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I love what you said, too, that it can't be about you. I mean, the moment you believe that your success is about you right. and what you're looking for is about you, you're already devalued your business. Your business has to survive without you. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. What's the best way, John, for our listeners to get more uh, information on PoolWorks as, as the service and, 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 of course, even more so, the franchise opportunity? Are there any like websites that you'd like them to go to to check out where they can get more information? Yeah, look, just just go to our fabulous website, uh, we we spent a lot of money over the last two years creating <laughs> what we believe is the best website in the pool industry worldwide. So just pull. It's a great website. Pool. 
Yeah, thanks, mate. It's just pool, uh, P-O-O-L, uh, works, W-E-R-X, W-E-R-X dot com. Uh, and uh, you know, whether somebody wants some help with their pool or whether they want to consider their career opportunities, uh, you know, our franchise development team are, are very practical, very friendly, very hands-on. Um, after a, a, some initial discussions, we'll either come and meet you, but we always bring you here as our guest uh, on our dime. Uh, for an evening with me. We go and have dinner uh, with myself and my wife. Uh, culture is very important to us. We right. see ourselves as a family of small business families and then we have a full discovery day. Uh, all as our guest. That's fantastic. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you today, John, and I would really like to invite you back as you continue to grow because, again, I haven't interviewed a lot of you know, really people in your industry, this is probably, I guess I can almost say the first out of like, you know, doing the show almost 12 years now, you know, so it's a privilege for me to finally get to speak to you on the show today. And again, I'd like to invite you back as you continue to grow. Well, Marty, you have a great reputation too. So thank you very much for having me on the show. And it was a pleasure and love to any time. Uh, thank you so much for saying that, John. It was a privilege to talk to you and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand, the opportunity to take control of your future, and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. 
With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat franchise opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat franchise opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. Reach podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today you're going to get to hear from Sam Hans, who is the president of Stone Coat. And one of the questions we asked Sam when we had him on the show was what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? And Sam talked about the importance of doing a self-evaluation and asking yourself important questions like, what do you like to do? Because in franchising, experience can be taught. So let's listen to what Sam had to say. Probably one of the most qualified people to answer the question, studying your background, Sam, is and what advice would you give to our listeners? We call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, most of them are looking to buy a franchise. But as you know, I mean, there's so much out there today. We find that a lot of them just simply don't know where to begin, and it becomes a bit overwhelming. So what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Now, Marty, you're, you're touching something that is dear to my heart right now because this mm. is the part of business that I love is, is helping people find their right fit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the primary thing that I tell people. Your starting point is to do a self-evaluation and come up with the things that you like to do. If mm-hmm. you are not a hands-on person, don't get into the lawn maintenance business. Uh, right. If you are... If you like being outside, there's all kinds of businesses to look at outside. If you're more sure. of a uh, analytical bookkeeping type person, there's franchises there. If you have a uh, love food, uh, then food offers great opportunities. Right. So right. that's the first thing I tell people is really decide what you want to do, what you like to do, not necessarily what you have experience at, because in the franchising world, mm. experience can be taught. So that's right. the first right. point. Second thing I tell people is figure out your resources and don't overextend. The uh, Chamber of Commerce, National Chamber of Commerce, says that the number one reason for business failures in the United States is undercapitalization. So you've got to you've got to know your resources and don't overextend it. Talk to the people that are most important to you and get their input. And, and I always tell people, give your your loved ones permission to hurt your feelings if mm-hmm. that's what it takes so they can be brutally honest about what they see in you. Uh, then when you get to the company, research the owners first. Know who the owners are. Go visit them. Uh, make sure that, that they're their goals and ambitions align with what you really are looking for. And character is important. It's extremely important. And then the second thing you want to research is the industry. Is it a good, stable industry? Uh, And instead of some fad that could come and go. And then the third thing is research the franchise model. Most people get that a little out of order because the first thing they want to do is research the franchise model. 
and I tell them, no, back up and go look at the owners and then look at, at the industry and then thirdly is look at that. And finally, franchising is not selling. Franchising is finding good fits and good matches for life ambitions between the franchisee and the franchisor. And if anybody is pushing you or pressuring you to to purchase a franchise, then you need to run away from that as fast as you can. The people on the other side of the table from the the prospective franchisees right. should be just as anxious to get involved in understanding what, what both sides are looking for. Wow, it's a great answer. We've been doing the show 10 years, and I have to say that's one of the best responses we've had in almost 500 shows. So I could tell you you've been doing this a long oh, time. You. It just included everything. It's just a great response. So what what are the plans then, Sam? I mean, I can ask you as the president of the organization, I mean, where do you see Stone Coat maybe like three to five years down the road? <laughs> well, I... If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Sam Hans of Stone Cold, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchises by Category page, and go to our Home Repair and Improvement category. You can hear that whole interview. And Sam had a lot of great advice during that particular show. And finally, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big success. It's hard to imagine now that we've been doing this show almost 10 years now and uh, approaching 500 shows. So we just want to thank everyone for all their support. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.